Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 27 to 38, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, each and every one of you in our presence today are sitting here with very specific and unique experiences with a four-letter word we call love. And each and every experience you've had with love has had a negative or positive impact on your life. Now, I'm not here to dig into the mind of each and every one of you, but I do want to acknowledge the reality that there is a broad spectrum of feelings, emotions, encounters, understanding that we all have And it's quite possible it has affected the way we view love in our world, in our individual lives, and how it relates to God, even to this very moment, for good or bad. Maybe you grew up with a wonderful family that expressed love to you in the ways that you really needed it, whether it was through quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. That's the five love languages, by the way, in case you've never heard of them. Maybe you grew up with a great example of love as a child, but have never been able to replicate that in your adult life. Maybe you grew up with not a great example of love, and you struggle with how to love others because you don't really know what love is supposed to look like. Maybe you grew up with a beautiful picture of sacrificial love, seeing someone lay down their own needs and desires for the sake of other people, for the sake of the family. Maybe you grew up with a beautiful picture of sacrificial love, but it was the love towards you that was sacrificed because everything else was more important than you. Maybe you grew up with a wonderful example of love until... Some event changed everything. Maybe that was your parents getting divorced. Maybe it was an unexpected health issue, sickness, death that impacted things. Maybe it was the loss of a job that changed the landscape for you. It's possible that you are sitting there with lots of stuff, or we might call it baggage in regards to love in your life. Maybe you've had your heart broken by significant others, spouses, on numerous occasions. Maybe you've never really felt like you received the proper kind of love you should have from your parents, who were supposed to love their children unconditionally. Maybe they even abandoned you physically, emotionally, And your heart has gotten hardened to loving others and receiving love from others. Maybe you're sitting there reflecting on your life up until this point and you have lots of regrets with how you have treated those who you are closest to in your life. How you have loved them. Now you've had time to think about many of these scenarios or think about your own life, your own situations that you're bringing to the table If you're sitting there with any kind of negative impression on your life regarding love, what I have to say to you is this. Join the club. 
I actually find it impossible to believe that anyone hasn't had some negative experience with love. And because of, not a four-letter word, but because of a three-letter word, sin. You see, we're all sinners. And that doesn't include just us. That includes all the people in our lives, past and present, and those yet to come in the future. They're all sinners. They all have been born with original sin. They've all been born into this sinful world. And it becomes natural for all of us to sin. And when you're looking at your own life and how damaged it might be because of a lack of love from others or a lack of love on your part, the reason is sin. And because I don't know all your experiences, I can only speak to my own. And when I think about the negative impact, the lack of love or misuse of love I've had, I have to say, it sucks. And maybe you'd say the same. But it's not without reason. And the reason is sin. It's not God out trying to get you and make your life worse. In fact, that's the exact opposite of what he wants for you. But sin has ruined us being able to have what God wants for us. Not only has sin ruined relationships with the people in our lives, but it's ruined the relationship we have with God. Sin makes it hard to love others. Sin makes it hard for others to love you, to love me. Sin makes it hard to love God. And then you get to a verse like Luke 6, 27, and it says, Love your enemies. And you're like, not a chance. I've had a hard enough time loving the people I like. I'm not even going to try at this point. That's what sin does. It causes us to take the easy way out. Loving our enemies, people we don't like, people that don't like us, that's hard. The easy thing is to not love them, to not want anything to do with them, because they're not worth our time. And sin tells you it's okay to think that, that you don't have to love them. But sin is even worse than that. Because of our sin, we don't deserve to be loved unconditionally by God. In fact, we deserve to be punished for our sin. We deserve God's wrath. We don't deserve to be any, in any kind of relationship with God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Ultimately, we all deserve hell as a result of our sin to be forever separated from God. But that's not God's message for us. He doesn't say, I love you, but because you're a sinner, you get to go to hell. No, listen to 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God says, I love you, and because you're a sinner, I'm going to take your place and suffer hell on a cross for you. That is what Jesus has done for us. And that is the greatest, most sacrificial, most unconditional statement of love that has ever been made in this world. It's God saying, I'm going to show you what it means to love others, 
even those people you might classify as enemies. And so let's be honest about one thing. People are not the enemy. If we think of enemies in a battle-war setting, the enemies are those who are trying to destroy us, and so we, in turn, try to destroy them. Think about the story of Joseph. We heard it in the Old Testament reading. If anyone should have reason to hate their brothers, to want vengeance, to bring their lives to ruin, it's the one whose brothers sold him to slavery. But God was working in Joseph's life. And when Joseph sees his brothers again, he's not even mad at them. He loved them because he saw how God used that situation to save the lives of his people. His brothers weren't his enemies. When we're talking about matters of faith, no one person is our enemy. Because then we're almost giving ourselves permission to destroy them which really means we want them to go to hell. And that is not the message of the Bible. That is not the message of God's unconditional love shown through Jesus. In fact, Paul writes in Romans that in our sin, we are enemies of God. That's because our sinful nature is opposed to God's perfect nature. They are at war with one another. Yet what does God do to us, his enemies? He lays down his life for us. He faces death and destruction to bring us eternal life. That's because God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth, to believe in him. And I've said this before, and I'll remind you again in case you forgot. But when we see the word all in the Bible, all means all. It doesn't mean some, a few, most, It means all. If God wants all people to be saved, then they're really not his enemy. And if they're not God's enemies, then they certainly are not ours. Christ overcame sin and death and the power of the devil when he rose from the dead. And he is there to help you overcome your struggles with sin, to help you overcome all of your issues, and overcome your temptation in not loving others. You may have heard plenty of messages growing up about love. You certainly hear in God's word to love your neighbor as yourself. Today you've heard the call to love your enemies. Maybe you've heard from someone that you can't really love someone until you love yourself. I won't dig into that one except to say I really think it should be you can't really love anyone including yourself, until you know God's love. And once you know God's love and his forgiveness and his eternal life, by the Holy Spirit working in you through faith, also a gift from him, you are able to go and love others, neighbors, enemies, yourself, because he has first loved you. So today, Be strengthened by Jesus' sacrificial love for you. And in a few moments, come and receive Jesus' sacrificial love at the altar in his body and his blood. And as you prepare your hearts and minds for that, my prayer for you and for myself 
is that you come and lay your stuff, your baggage, down at the altar because Jesus laid down his life for you and took it up again for the forgiveness of your sins, for the strengthening of your faith to be able to live a life of love, and for your salvation. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.